Welcome to Because You Need to Know. I'm Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. My name is Santosh Shekhar. I live in Muscat, Oman. The most interesting thing near me is the pristine beaches and panoramic landscape of this beautiful uh, country. I absolutely love working in knowledge management and I envision uh, a future where I see at least 500,000 organizations adopting knowledge management standards in the next five years. Do you think the international standard for knowledge management is going to change anything? Edwin, to be very honest with you, I think uh, you know the standards has uh, become a great, uh, you know, it's a milestone in the management field as, I, as such. Uh, when knowledge management uh, was coined in early 90s and you know it, it, it became a major wave in the late 90s and 2000, what caught attention for the industry is the technologies. Technologies started adopting to this knowledge management needs and they started catering to it. But uh, unfortunately, what we didn't realize was that just uh, having the technology is not solving the, the holistic uh, nature of knowledge needs and uh, organizational need. Hence, uh, over a period of time, the hype cycle kind of fizzled mm-hmm. down, right? Now, uh, I think the, 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 the whole, I mean, organizational leaders and knowledge management leaders who have been forefront years, they all realized that, uh, you know, if knowledge management needs to have a foothold in the, in the industry, this standard is a must. Yeah. Because this standard is the only uh, body of knowledge which, has, which purely speaks from the knowledge management perspective. Technology, mm-hmm. of course, is one piece of it. If the, the folks listening have not looked through this ISO, it's heavy to personnel side, as far as I can see. It's a lot of culture. It's leadership. It's items that I think a CTO or chief technology officer may not have a grasp around. I see what you're saying, that the technology side is a part of the puzzle, but it's not the complete picture by any stretch. But as the leadership, and I I wanted to bring up in Chapter 5 or Section 5 on leadership, it puts all the weight on leaders to make this work. So do you think that, and I know this in my own story, that some leaders get it and do it, and some leaders don't get it and don't do it. So... What's your best approach dealing in, in, in so much heaviness relying on leadership to make that culture adaptive and, and learning and knowledge sharing? How do you approach those leaders with that? Uh, Edwin, I think this is the most uh, you know, uh, challenging issue what we have brought up and it's very, very important that we answer this. Today, uh, when we say leadership, uh, it has multiple dimensions. Okay? And when it comes to knowledge as such, a knowledge requirement for any particular knowledge role, it is purely person person needs to kind of, you know, work towards it to make things happen, wherever they are, whether it could be customer care service agent, or it could be a scientist, it could be engineer, right? Now, we are putting so much of onus on the leadership that they will understand our knowledge, they will not. I mean, uh, <laughs> because they yeah. priority and they need and, uh, you know, uh, getting the organizations, I mean, you know, to understand the market forces, to make the organization success itself is a lot of things which uh, the responsibility on the shoulders. 
Now, uh, for me, when I see knowledge leadership, the the chapter, you know, the, the philosophy, when you say, I see in multi dimension. When I say ontologically, see leadership, if they accept and propagate that yes, knowledge management standards is important, and let's implement in organization. That is the first important job they have to do it. That's good. The moment they put down the policy and they, the moment they hire the right people, then the the culture also gets created. In that culture. Uh, how I see is every role or knowledge management. Uh, I, I will not even talk about knowledge management. Any every knowledge worker should take the responsibility that I am responsible for my knowledge and my teams. Yes. If that yes. culture is cultivated, I think that's a big win, and that's that's exactly what the culture talks about in the standard, and that's exactly what the leadership is about in knowledge management. That, that's how I see the leadership. Where do you see the stopping? Uh, or the hesitancy of some organizations to really adopt an enterprise level go after, like you said, that everybody's got a responsibility, right? That to me speaks and screams that human resources has to be part of this ecosystem in order to hire those type of people that are sharers in, yes, and not yes. orders. Actually, I have a different take on this because HR or the organization as in, you know, uh, the culture for last uh, century or more than 150 century, there's always this uh, performance analysis of an individual, <laughs> what they call Belkow. Uh, here, uh, it is always there's one person who's doing really well and all other people, you know, are lesser than the one person. Yes. You know, mindset or this culture, of course, I mean, you need to uh, evaluate performance and all. But in the modern era, uh, the pandemic and the post-pandemic, if organization needs to be resilient, then we need to collaborate more and work together. For that, I don't think the bell curve, I think that the whole mindset needs to change. If, if that has to work, now HR, they have a... They have a different direction of thinking, as I mentioned. Now, uh, IT, uh, let's say there are millions of organizations which have uh, SharePoint and which they did that they're thinking they're doing, uh, you know, SharePoint. Yes, they're doing content management, they're doing document management and portal, etc. But uh, truly, are they integrating the whole knowledge flow? Are they successful in creating that culture of uh, the, the, the knowledge management that every structure is happening, whether it's a leader, whether it's a... Uh, uh, business unit leader is that culture being either you know is it bottom up or top down it doesn't matter but is that culture yeah. being what do you say percolated see this whole uh, mm -hmm. you know cultural aspect i would say rather connecting across the functions connecting across the systems processes and or the roles people play and the uh, market forces uh, if you are able to integrate all these insights, in intelligence, and uh, make it available to the management, you know, I think that's when the whole organization resilience will be much more uh, stronger, yeah. and uh, it will be more adoptable. Organization will be more adoptable. Well, in that description of what you're saying, that's that's resource heavy, right? And I, I say that because. You have to tell an organization, you have to create the space for that to happen. You need to allocate, you know, if you're going to do, an, let's say, an after actions review, uh, you have to say, okay, everybody, I know you're on the clock, but we're going to spend the next hour talking about what just happened, right? So you have to make sure somebody is leading that and setting that example, and it's reinforced by the leadership and the organization to dedicate time 
time being a heavy resource to allow that learning to happen and sharing. Uh, precisely. The last thing I want to ask is two things is tell me a little bit about the book you've just published. And then I'm going to ask you what your definition of knowledge management is. Okay. Uh, I think I want to uh, talk about the, the previous point once and then okay. I'll come to the book because Great. that point is very, very critical in this discussion. See, as our organization starts growing, uh, if it is a small team, then we do we we kind of know what's happening around, and you know, we know what 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 are pitfalls and what are the challenges, what are the successes and factors. But uh, assuming the organization is growing and there are multiple hundreds of projects, uh, people do not have time to sit and discuss. One delivery manager would be competing with delivery manager because the roles as you move up, uh, the opportunity for somebody mm -hmm. to move up. Mm -hmm. Let's accept that this competition will exist and it will always be there. That's the human nature, right? Now, within, within all this uh, circumstance and the uh, situations and the, the, the near nature of organizational entity, how can we really capture lessons and share between the projects? This may not be a resource intensive, it's just one more activity. It's just how do you develop a process around it so that it just becomes one more activity. And if you're not sharing lessons between the projects, and if you're not able to manage your knowledge assets, reusable assets within various projects, then I think uh, we are reinventing wheel multiple times, hundreds of projects. Yes. I think, you know, that's one of the key importance why knowledge management policy is important and to, uh, you know, accommodate and to create that space in an organization, why this knowledge management mm -hmm. standard mm -hmm. is a must in every organization, whether it is small, big, large. Yeah. Just as you're saying about the policy, the strength of the policy is only as good as the practice. So you can have a policy, but if so, nobody actually does it, doesn't really matter if you've got a policy or not. So the practice is almost yes. as, as critical as having the uh, policy out there. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Yeah. If you don't water your own plants, your vegetables are not going to do well. Excellent. Actually, I, I was just speaking to, you know, uh, our MD uh, last week and uh, this same thing I told, I mean, we have a, uh, you know, great plants and it's creating great fruits, but is that enough? Because you have huge acres of land. Yeah. So how are we going to plant and seed different kind of fruits and uh, vegetable uh, uh, saplings of plants so that we get different kind of varieties of fruits, right? So <laughs> I will agree to you. <laughs> if you want to take that a little further, right? So as you're saying that, I'm thinking, well, there's a lot of people that like fresh vegetables, but there's a lot of people that eat corn chips and Doritos and drink pop all day too. So you still have to convince the consumer that it's good for them. <laughs> uh, see, this is where I think uh, uh, my book comes into picture. Uh, I mean, probably uh, design knowledge management. What what it states is do it. Uh, uh, starting out right, saying that every organization, whether it is small, big, large, design your knowledge management system. When I say system, it is not IT system. When I say system, it is not a process or anything. It is a holistic knowledge management system, which includes encompasses holistically. You 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 look at the knowledge objective, and then you develop with knowledge management solutions, right? Uh, whether it could be uh, anything. I mean, there are hundreds of uh, process methods. That's such, we are not looking at that, but whichever works well for the organization, use it. Uh, once you have a system, then you need to support it. Uh, you need to build that culture. You need to build that uh, whole uh, continuous improvement. You need to get into it. 
operationalize the whole aspect of your knowledge management system. See, when I say knowledge management system, it, it could be a portal, it could be a you know, knowledge cafes, it could be a lessons learned workshops, conversations, anything. But is it consistently happening? It could be three by five cards with somebody taking notes. You know, it's not exactly. It's, not, it, exactly. it's, it's whatever it works for your yes. organization. You don't have to have True. the most yeah. latest G whiz bang million dollar whatever. It could be something very simple. In fact, the, the world's most important, uh, you know, uh, knowledge management tool is conversation and the pen, <laughs> paper. <laughs> yeah. So that is also I mentioned in the book, right? You know, all the process, natural way of doing things itself has been represented in knowledge management standards. There's nothing out of the world. If I'm uh, standing on the ground and looking at things, everything is rigid. There's a physical world. There's a, you know, but if I move up uh, the level, uh, 10,000 feet, then you can see the much, uh, you know, different landscape. Similarly, came uh, management, uh, came standard provides us a management framework where we can uh, develop multiple knowledge management systems, solutions, uh, governance, uh, develop culture around it and make it work and effective. Where, where can everybody find your book? Uh, the book is available on Amazon platform. So people can uh, search design knowledge management, uh, Santosh Shekhar, and they'll be able to get it. Okay, great. Well, good luck with that. And what's your knowledge management definition? As I mentioned, knowledge management uh, for a small startup uh, could be to su survive this pandemic. And for that, understanding the uh, you know customer and uh, gathering this intelligence could be knowledge management. For a large cognomerative, as I mentioned, if they're running a billion dollars of uh, projects, learning the key learnings from each of this and making uh, embedding these learnings into organization-level processes, that is one. At the same time, peer-to-peer -peer sharing happening uh, between various projects. I mean, that could be knowledge management at that project uh, engineers or the, you know, the, the, the expertise. So uh, knowledge management, purely speaking, is contextual based on your business requirement. Based on that, you develop whatever solutions you need. But before that, you have you, you look at the standards. These are two few documents, a few pages documents. Download this document, uh, give to your uh, management this document and say, this is what we need in our organization. Then people, uh, and locally people you are available, they can hire game uh, uh, experts, they can hire consultants, they can hire systems. That's only secondary. I mean, that's exactly what we have been from doing from past 20, 25 years. But what I'm saying is every organization which has SharePoint, they should uh, adopt game standard. Every organization which has uh, various uh, HR and IT systems, if it happens, then there's a whole new game ecosystem is getting created around the standard, which is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Not not for as a professional, of course, it is good as a game professional, but also it's going to create a, a strong and stable game field, you know, and it's going to expand our knowledge management like ever before. I am as excited as you are when it comes to the standard because it is really stake to claim of who and what we are and what we can be to organizations of any size. Design knowledge management systems, adopt KM standards. That sounds like a t-shirt. Just just put it on a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> I think is most important for us as a community. And uh, I would look forward to work with you very closely and see what we can do on standard perspective. All right, my man. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Edwin. I think it has been really amazing. Because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared.
I'm Edwin K. Morse, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook.